0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. This is the 44th sermon in the series of homilies on the Sunday Epistle readings appointed for the Divine Liturgy of the Orthodox Church. Today's Epistle reading is very fitting for the current events taking place in our nation and for this national holiday which we are celebrating, Independence Day. Because Paul talks about, he uses the terminology of slavery and freedom. In this passage, St. Paul draws a contrast between slavery and freedom, between slavery to righteousness and slavery to sin. And he says to them, I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. In other words, he's saying that we, we have become slaves to Christ, but not, he uses a human term for them to understand, but he does not mean that we are to be in bondage. We are free people. We are sons of God, not slaves of God. But he uses this terminology so that people can relate to what he's speaking about. He points out to the Romans that before they knew Christ, they were slaves to unrighteousness. But now that they have become Christians, they are to be slaves to holiness. The fruit of the prior slavery, slavery to to unrighteousness, was death. But the fruit of slavery to righteousness is everlasting life. And then he sums it up with one of his most famous verses from his letters. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now there has been a great deal of talk in our country the last few weeks about the issue of slavery and racism. And before I get into the meat of this sermon, which I really want to talk about is is slavery to sin and the freedom we have in Christ, I I do want to address the issues that have been going on in our country and the language that is being used. The political correctness people, the thought police, have been trying to tell us what to think, what kind of language to use. And language shapes culture. Language shapes culture. My children in Christ, I do not want you to be confused or to be concerned or coerced into submission to this totalitarian pressure to think certain ways and to speak certain words. For the record, We are not a racist country and there is nothing wrong with being white or any other color for that matter. There are certain phrases and terms that are being forced upon us which we must reject. One of them is black lives matter. To this we can only reply that all lives matter. Unborn lives matter. And all of this is true because God created human life. Our lives matter because we are created by God. We matter to God. And there is only one race, and that is the human race. Racism is an invention of people like Charles Darwin, who created the concept that there were certain groups of people that were inferior to others because of evolution. We absolutely reject this godless fairy tale. All people, all human beings, come from two parents, Adam and Eve, And we are all endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. This is the truth about racism. Another phrase you hear a lot, people of color. That's a new one, people of color. This seemingly harmless phrase is full of deception and extortion. Its purpose is to unite any group that has more melanin in their skin and implies that because they have more melanin in their skin, somehow they're united to each other and are a political group together And they are divided from the rest of us who have no color. Us who are white. The truth is, all people are people of color. We all have color. Unless, uh, as Abraham uh, Hamilton III said on his show the other day, unless you're Casper the Friendly Ghosts, You are a a person of color. We are not translucent. We are not transparent. We have color. And it's part of the beauty of God's creation that human beings have color. Black people, white people, uh, pink people, yellow, tan, different shades of brown. Beautiful. I love to look out and see Japanese. And, and then uh, Athena has got this little Puerto Rican in her. We, we all have different complexions. We're all people of color. We're all united in our, the fact that we are created by God. And he's a beautiful artist. He uses color in all of his creation, even in human beings. So people of color, that's not something you have to say. That's something you have to to believe in. We are all people of color. We are not divided from people who have more melanin in their their skin than than we have. White privilege. White privilege. This is, again, the idea is to paint white people as oppressors. People who are guilty of having an advantage in life need to pay reparations to those who are people of color. The truth is, really, if we're honest, that if you live in the United States, you are a person of privilege. We are privileged people to live in this country. We have the privilege of living in the safest, healthiest, most prosperous, and so far the freest country in the world. For black people, this privilege has been an uphill battle for sure. We have to face that. Many of them and their descendants started out as slaves, They were brought to this country against their will and they were forced to work as slaves for other people in horrible conditions. That is just the truth. But they were brought to a country that had as its ideal principles the very thing that would eventually assure their freedom. The Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America. A civil war was fought in our country to abolish slavery. A United States president, Abraham Lincoln, was assassinated defending that freedom. The civil rights movement of the 20th century gradually broke down all the walls of discrimination and prejudice that were put up against them. All along the way, though, it was the Democratic Party that stood against all of these changes, including the abolition of slavery. Today, most black Americans have the same privilege that all of us share, the privilege to live in a free country where we have the ability to reach our full potential. Another phrase that we hear a lot is systemic racism. This is a flat out lie. While the racism of the human heart will forever be a battle that each person must fight, it is simply not true that America is systemically racist. In his treatment of the black community or any other ethnic community. But it's not the truth. The high profile deaths of black men involved in conflict with the police are used to paint this image that blacks are systemically targeted by law enforcement for discrimination and violence. But the statistics clearly show that this is not the reality. You can check them out for yourself anywhere on the internet. All of these weighty phrases must be rejected as full of lies and sinister motivations. The cancel culture is using all these phrases to tear down statues and monuments, to rewrite American history, to divide us into political and social tribes, and to shame people into submission to a progressive agenda to institute socialism in our country. The very people who are pushing this agenda are the same ones who have been the most racist in our country towards the black community. I'm speaking of the Democratic Party. Thank God we live in a country where a pastor can stand up in church and speak about politics and speak the truth. And if a certain party has set itself against Christ, we have the freedom to make that clear and to state that. The Democratic Party is the party of slavery, of segregation, of discrimination, of refusing voting rights to blacks, denying school choice to black children, and ultimately undermining the moral strength of the black family. The Democratic president, Lyndon Johnson, in the 60s, when he announced his war on poverty, he declared that, quote, this piece of legislation would have those in words, he used the N word, would have them voting for us for 100 years. That's a horrible thing to think about. But he was right, he was right. Many of these programs have basically taken the black father out of the family, and replaced him with the government. And now we see the fruit of it with over 75% of black children growing up in a home without their father. And growing up in a home without a father is the most reliable predictor of all kinds of troubles the young people are going to have. Drug addiction, sexual promiscuity, poverty, poor education, crime, all those things. No father there to guide and protect and direct. Only the government check coming in once a month. Put a little food on the table. Keep that TV running and the lights on. Shameful, shameful. Well, none of this is what I really wanted to talk about today, but I feel that it is essential that you hear it somewhere and that you hear it from the pulpit. The church cannot stand by idly and parrot the politically correct language of the cancel culture. But let's get to the heart of the issue of slavery and freedom. One of, one of the byproducts of, of the lockdown and, and having some time in the evenings occasionally, I, I like to watch some YouTube videos, I admit it. It's a vice of mine, I guess. And I try to watch things that are educational and instructional and keep me informed. Sometimes, but sometimes I like to watch things that are just kind of uh, entertaining and, and uh, inspiring in a, in a musical way. So um, <clears throat> I saw a video the other day of uh, America's Got Talent. And um, there was a, a black man, probably in his 50s. This was so inspiring. This, he, this was his big opportunity to, to be on stage and, and use his gift of music in front of these uh, judges and a, a whole nation, really. This man, in his, in his early 20s, was put in prison for a crime that he did not commit. And he was in prison for 37 years. 37 years. For a crime he did not commit. And thankfully, because of a project called the Innocence Project, a group of people who committed themselves to looking into cases where it seems that justice was not served, this group of people have dedicated their lives to finding these cases and advocating for people who are in prison unjustly. And through, through medical, through uh, scientific uh, advancement and, and technology, especially concerning fingerprints, they were able to find evidence to connect a different person to this, this murder. Actually, it was a murder that took place. And it was actually a serial murderer whose fingerprints were found on this crime scene. And by, by the hard work of these people and by the grace of God, this man was free from prison after 37 years. <clears throat> he stood in front of them and people, of course, when he, they always asked them who you are and what's your story. And he, he, told, he told his story and they were just like, 37 years in prison. And so one of them asked, you know, how how did you how did you survive that? How did you come out of that being so positive and having such enthusiasm? And what he said was very profound and we've heard I've heard this from other from orthodox saints as well. When they asked him how he survived those 37 years of unjust imprisonment, he made a remarkable statement. He said, they put me in prison, but in my mind, I was always free. My body went to prison, but my mind didn't go in. And then he proceeded to sing this beautiful song and it just he had a beautiful voice. And of course, everybody was in tears and cheering and cheering for the fact that he not that he was that he just because he was a good musician could sing good. But although that was true, but because he had come to this day. My children in Christ. Ultimately, there is only one kind of freedom that matters. And that is moral freedom. The freedom to choose the good and to reject the evil. And yes, we are thankful for the freedom we have in America the freedom to own property, the right to bear arms, freedom to choose the good, the freedom to work, to worship, the freedom to speak our minds. But none of these rights guarantee true freedom. Freedom is found in freely following Jesus Christ. As long as we are slaves to sin, we are not free. So on this Independence Day, this Independence Day Day weekend, let us look deeply into our own hearts we all have some degree of bondage in our hearts. I do you have two little children over there fussing over a book? <laughs> they have bond- some bondage. We all have some bondage in our hearts as long as we have any sin that we're, we've not been able to overcome. Is there someone in your life that you have not forgiven? Is there someone that you hold malice towards? Someone that you, someone that you, someone that you resent or even hate? If so, you are not free. You are not free. Is there a habit you cannot control? Do you have any kind of addiction? Do you have any kind of behavior that you cannot manage? We all do, to some degree, don't we? And in that regard, we are not totally free. We see in our patron saint, St. John Maximovich, a man who achieved true freedom. He did not need to eat very much, he did not need to sleep very much. He didn't have to wear certain uh, really fancy clothing. He didn't have to even speak well. He didn't have to look very good. But he had the light of Christ inside him. And he was free to do the works of Christ, to love people, to love God. And this is what we want to have for ourselves, Our Lord Jesus Christ has said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So let us make it our life purpose to know Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Let us mercilessly persecute hypocrisy in ourselves. Through embracing the ascetic way of traditional Orthodox Christian spirituality, let us take up our cross and become true disciples of Jesus Christ. And we've been talking the last few weeks about the Trail Life program, Trail Life USA, and possibly American Heritage Girls. We find in these two youth programs, basically, programs of discipleship. We want to help our children and others who may come to us to become true disciples of Jesus Christ, to be morally and spiritually free. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ.